This is Steve Robbins, author of Get It Done Guys, Nine Steps to Work Less and Do More. And you're listening to the Audacity to Podcast with Daniel J. Lewis. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 49, Nine Steps to Writing Podcast Show Notes and Seven Benefits. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis. This is the how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. This is where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And huge thanks to Steve Robinson for Steve Robbins. Uh, he's not a member of the Swiss family, Robinson. But huge thanks to Steve Robbins for recording that little bumper for me. And if you didn't hear the last episode that we had before the break for Labor Day, go back and check it out because it was a fantastic episode. That's at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 48. Stever is the get it done guy. He's a productivity guru. And we talked about productivity tips for podcasters and I learned some things there. I was challenged by some things. And it was really good. So check that out, theaudacitypodcast.com slash 48. Well, in this episode, episode 49, I think for now, we're done with the live streaming. However, I would love to keep receiving your tips and tricks and questions about live streaming and different issues there that we will then compile into another episode of general tips about live streaming your shows. But we'll do that in a little bit from now because I want to get to some other content and get off this live streaming thing for a little while and cover some of the other stuff I've been itching to talk about. And today is no different. Today, I want to share with you some ways that you can improve your podcast show notes. Or maybe you don't have a podcast yet. These are some ways that you can start right now making sure that when you do podcast, you're doing it as well as you can. Now, I will give the disclaimer that similar to many of the things that I share, much of this is based on some, well, some of this is based on some personal opinion of what works and what doesn't work. And I got into a debate with a podcaster recently over something different and I hear this brought up a lot as they say, well, so-and-so does this and it's working and they're making tons of money or they're highly successful or they've got thousands or millions of listeners. So they must be doing something right. But here's the issue I have with that is what they are citing as so-and-so does it is not necessarily the cause for so-and-so's success. Like if, if Leo Laporte, um, starts every podcast pre-show with uh, a series of three burps and then he starts the show and oh he does it he's successful maybe i should start my podcast with three burps too because leo doesn't look at how successful he is no that the burping has nothing whatsoever to do with uh, his success and no he doesn't do that by the way which um side note here something i've realized and this is bonus tip for you Don't eat peanut butter before you do a podcast, or at least I shouldn't eat peanut butter before I do a podcast, or else I might sound like the illustration I just used with Leo Laporte, because be careful what you eat before you do a podcast, or else you might have your 
voice go away or your throat trying to do weird things. Water is good. Simple things are good. Someday we'll have a voice expert come on and talk about what is great to eat or drink before you do an episode. Well, today, there are things that you can do when you have your show notes. There are a lot of things that people do and don't do. And there are some things that I think we could just do to improve how we're giving people our show notes. Because no matter how many listeners you have, your home for your podcast is your website. And driving people back to your home is important for several reasons, marketing reasons, inbound marketing, some people say, and this other stuff. But it's also important for you to have an absolute place where people can always come and hear your podcast or get your content. And a part of that is your podcast show notes. Because when people hear a podcast, you might mention something in there and they want to go to the show notes. Or you might tell people, go to the show notes at suchandsuchpodcast.com. Today, I'll use the example of the Totally Awesome Podcast. So you might tell them, go to the show notes at the thetotallyawesomepodcast.com to check out what we mentioned. Well, there are nine things that I would recommend that your show notes have or that you do with your show notes. Number one, start with your outline first. Yes, I know that is redundant. That's redundant! And that's a sound clip from my clean comedy podcast, The Ramen Noodle, over at theramennoodle.com, by the way. But the reason why I am intentionally redundant by saying start with your outline first is because people do sometimes start with their outline, but it's not in the process of first. And what I mean by this is when you decide you're going to record an episode, you will get fantastic content if you just first Before you start thinking about how you're going to say something or what you're going to include, first just start with your outline. What do you want to tell people? What do you want them to get from this episode? Why do you want them to listen? Start with your outline of content first, and then you can start with the other things, your planning, your recording, your setup, your whatever, record and then post it. When you start with your show notes first, even if it's just a very basic outline, your show will flow a whole lot better. And when you write your show notes later, well, it makes it a whole lot easier to write your show notes too. I'll give you two examples of ways that you could do this and ways that I have done this as well. Uh, So I've experienced the bad side and the good side is you could take this approach. You kind of know what you want to talk about, and you then record your episode, and then you decide to do your show notes. Well, in your show notes, you might realize, uh, what did I say here? Or it seems like something's missing. So then you find yourself having to go back and listen to your episode in order to do your show notes. This is the way that I've done it for a while with the Are You Just Watching podcast over at areyoujustwatching.com is that we would record, E. Franklin and I would record our episode and then I would do very brief edits, give it to her. She would write the show notes for it then from the episode, except that would take a lot of time. And what I started realizing is the flow 
or well, we didn't have too much of a good flow. An outline greatly helps with your flow, even if you just have a bullet point list of things you're going to cover in your episode. That's a great starting point. And then you can work on your show notes after you've recorded, after you know more of what you said. But the more thorough you can make your show notes, the better that your episode could be and the easier it will be after the fact to post your show notes. I've completely written out my show notes for this episode ahead of time, and I'm working off these show notes. Now, I'm not reading them. You could do that if it's your style to read a script. I don't necessarily recommend it, but when you make your show notes, it doesn't have to be word for word, unless that's your style, but it should contain your content. And two tools or yeah, two tools that I recommend for doing this is well, either WordPress or Google Docs. And the reason why I suggest both of, both of those is they're online, so you can access them from anywhere. And even many mobile devices let you access them and work on drafts. But I would recommend actually working straight in WordPress and your WordPress site because there's this full screen editor that was added with WordPress 3.2. And this allows you to really focus on what you're writing. And if you're writing it right there in WordPress, then you can add your links as you think about it and all of this. And it's already there in WordPress. And then all you have to do later is upload your file, attach it, and then post. You might do a couple little tweaks here and there, but it's a great way to do it. Or So those are the software tools. The other tool you could use, paper. Paper works great. Why not use that to write your show notes? You could carry paper around with you. You can have it and reference your show notes while you're recording and not need a computer while you're recording if you're recording into an external device or whatever. So start with your outline first. Number two, include all links and references. If you mention something in your podcast, a website, a, a source, a story, anything like that, include the link in your show notes because that's going to be how people can easily get to the information that you referenced, especially if the link is anything more than a domain. Like I could tell you, and I've said a couple times already, I've mentioned a couple of my other podcasts, like the ramenoodle.com. Well, I'm not going to put that in the show notes because that's not really relevant to this conversation, but but it's just the domain. Now, if I were to tell you, now the other day in my episode 70 over at the ramenoodle.com slash episode slash 70 slash this slash that slash forward slash backwards slash everywhere slash slash here slash there slash everywhere slash slash. I talked about this story. Well, there's no way you're going to be able to type that URL out, uh, the web address into a browser. You're not going to remember it. You're not going to be able to type it unless you keep going back and keep rewinding it to listen to that domain again. So just put the domain, the web address in your show notes, link it. That way people can get to it easily. Now, when you link to other stuff, websites, pictures, whatever, if you're linking to something offsite, the absolute worst thing you could do, well, I'll mention that in a moment. The best way you could do this is to write longer inline links. What I mean by that is, let's take an example here of something I've been working with, PodCamp Cincinnati. 
And Chris Brogan, who started PodCamp, has this blog post of 100 potential topics that people could present at a PodCamp. So in my show notes, I might say, for example, Chris Brogan suggested 100 potential topics for PodCamp sessions. And the link would be 100 potential topics for PodCamp sessions. That is a, a longer inline link and it's very relevant too. You know exactly what you're getting when you click on that. But the other way I could do it is I could say, click here to read Chris Brogan's 100 potential topics for PodCamp sessions. But don't tell people to click. Actually, it's very bad to tell people click here. In fact, some people don't click. They tap. Some people press a keyboard uh, button to go there. It's just not a good idea to say click here. And the worst possible text you could use as a link is click here because it's short, it is non-descriptive, and it also doesn't help the other person's search engine optimization. What helps them best is if you use a relevant link to them. So linking 100 potential topics for PodCamp sessions helps Chris Brogan's site get better search engine juice than just saying, click here. So then the absolute worst possible thing you could do would say, click here, colon, and then paste the web address into your show notes. That's the absolute worst way you can do it because, well, one, many of these show, these links take up a lot of space, so you'll be messing up your content. It's not very friendly. It doesn't look nice. It, it, can be confusing. It can mess up the flow of things. The best way to do it is add a link to your text so that it is linked with descriptive text of what you're linking to. Don't say click here. Please never say click here. There's actually a an internet service provider. I remember they had this map of where they offered broadband service and they said click on the map and they had quotation marks around click on the map it's like we want you to click but it's not really called a click but we're just calling it click for fun it it was really weird there are sites out there about unnecessary quotation marks but so don't write it just as click here make it relevant text and that also helps with accessibility with all of these issues makes it easier for people who don't have any kind of handicaps or disabilities but it's just so much easier for you, easier for others, and easier for Google as well to love you for it. And then if you are uh, talking about a picture or a video, if at all possible and legal to do so, embed that into your site so that when people go to your show notes, they will see the picture right there in your show notes or they will see the video right there in your show notes. If you're using WordPress and you want to link to a YouTube video, you might not have known this, but all you have to do is take the URL from the, when you go to YouTube. So let's back up. Go to YouTube, find your video, copy the address from the address bar, so it would be youtube.com slash w or question mark w equals a bunch of random strings, all of this, and maybe it would say featured in there, some other stuff. Copy that, go back to WordPress, and when you're typing your post, either in the HTML window or in the rich text window, paste that address 
on its own line in your WordPress. It can't be, it can't have words after it or before it. It has to be on its own line in a WordPress post. And as long as you don't have any extra plugins that might conflict with this, video plugins, for example, WordPress will automatically link to that video by embedding a player on your website. So you don't have to copy that fancy embed code. You don't have to worry about scaling it or anything like that. WordPress takes care of it for you. Just embed the URL, that web address, or just put that in your show notes on its own line, and then WordPress takes care of the rest. So try to do that whenever you're talking about something visual. And instead of telling them, go to this site to watch the video, unless you can't embed it legally or technically, try to put it right there in your show notes. Because then if people like the video and they want to share it with others, they have the option of sharing it from your page instead of going to the source page to share it. They'll share it from your page, potentially, which could help you a lot in your search engine and just rankings and getting more people to your site. So number one, start with your outline first. Number two, include all links and references. Number three, use headings for hierarchy. It's so much easier to read an article, especially something that's long and has a lot of text, if you have headings to not only break it up, because pictures can break up a lot of text, but headings break it up into logical sections and give it certain hierarchy. Start with H2 or heading 2 in WordPress. Do not start with heading 1. Start with heading 2 and go down. Maybe even heading 3, depending on your theme that you're using, but it should be heading 2 and work your way down. So if you have your main topic and then like little subtopics under it, use different headings. Now, this isn't for if you're only posting an outline. I'll mention that next. But this is for if you have an outline and some sentences to go along with each thing, then use these headings. It makes it easier for people to skim your content. And don't think about this. I've heard some people do this before. They say, they've said, I don't want people to skim my content, so I don't want to make it support skimming. Here's the thing. Everyone skims content. At some point, they're going to skim your content. And if your content is not skimmed, skimmable, if that's a word, then they're not going to benefit from your content as much. Make your headings good headings so that people get an idea of what it is. If you've got a multi-step process, for example, don't make your headings just step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. No, make it something like step one, start your engines, step two, release parking brakes, step three, or maybe it would be the reverse order. But put that in the heading. That way, when someone looks at it, they get the idea of what you're talking about and it gives it a a nice flow and it's grouping relevant information together. So number four then, flowing on from this, is represent your content with summaries. You could put an entire transcript of your episode in your show notes. And this search engines would love this because it has all of these keywords and all of these things that you're talking about in your show notes. It's like a blog post in your show notes, 
which that can be great for search engines, but it can be very difficult to read because it might be a very long post and very hard for people to find what they're looking for, and it can take you a very long time to do it. And if it makes if it takes too much time for you to do it, then it's less likely that you're going to do it unless you have someone else do it. And then it could be the cost or still waiting on someone else to do it. So instead, consider writing short, simple paragraphs for your content. This would be summarizing what you talk about. This could just be your uh, sentences giving your conclusions to issues. Or it could be short sentences describing your thought process. It doesn't have to be as thorough as what you're sharing in your episode, but it should be enough that listeners will remember what you talked about. And also, the website visitors then will see the core of what you shared, the core of your content. I've heard many SEO experts say that this should be at least 300 words in your show notes. So you could keep that in mind. And there are plugins, some search engine plugins that will warn you if your post is going to be less than fewer than 300 words. So try to make your show notes be at least 300 words long. And that helps by putting out plenty of content out there, but you don't have to be exhaustive in how much you do it. Some people would prefer to do bulleted lists, but I recommend using bulleted or numbered lists for only list content. So if you say in your episode, I've got the top 10 tips for uh, styling your hair today, then list those top 10 tips and you can list them as bullet points. That's fine. Or as a numbered list, that's fine. You don't have to describe, give a whole sentence for each one of them. You could just list them as a list. But if you have a list in your episode any kind of list, it better be in your show notes because people are going to want that list. And unless you're a really good presenter who can share a list and review the list and help people remember every point, they're going to forget points and they're going to think, okay, I got points one, three, four, and five. But what was point two? He only mentioned it once. What was point two? I can't remember. So they go back to your show notes And then your show notes better have that list on there. Anytime you mention a list, it needs to be in your show notes. Similar to anytime you mention a link, it needs to be in your show notes. So number one, start with your outline first. Number two, include all links and references. Number three, use headings for hierarchy. Number four, represent your content with summaries. And number five, insert illustrations for appeal and understanding. You've heard the phrase, a picture is worth a thousand words. That is very true, especially on the web. See, you might take a thousand words in your podcast to explain something, but you might be able to save all of that explanation with just a single picture on your website. Do you remember episode uh, episode 44, I believe it was, of the Audacity to Podcast. I was talking about, yeah, it was, if you go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 44, I shared how you can live stream and record a podcast with others. 
And in that episode, I was describing all these things like connect this cable to here, connect this wire to here, split this wire, connect this wire over here, output this. And while I'm describing this, I'm kind of geeking out in my descriptions of all of it. And at some point, I just, I stop while I'm speaking. I just realize, I say this in the episode, is I, I said something like, I just realized this isn't coming across very well in audio. Go to the show notes. I'll have screenshots that'll make this a whole lot easier. So if you go there and check out theaudacitypodcast.com slash 44, you will see illustrations with arrows and little icons. It was very quick and easy to make those, by the way. You'll see those over there. And those simple illustrations are worth a thousand words. I might have taken and probably did take a thousand words to explain those concepts, but just a single picture explains it well enough. Now, I'd still put some words in my show notes explaining the picture just because I need to make sure it's accessible for people uh, because visually impaired people can't see a picture. They can read content and they have screen readers that can tell them certain stuff that I insert with the picture, but the screen readers don't tell them what the picture shows them. So still have that content in there. But using pictures can help people understand things better, and it can also make your content a lot more appealing. If you can have pictures that are related to your points and use these pictures legally, of course, insert those pictures because it also, again, helps break up your content. It makes it more interesting, more colorful, and a lot friendlier to go through as it has pictures. Why do you think children's books are so popular with kids when they have bright, colorful pictures? Kids do not like reading black and white pages, unless it's Harry Potter, but still, they probably would like it better if it had more pictures in it. I remember as a kid, I hated books with words. I wanted books with pictures. So, insert, as you can, illustrations so that it's appealing to people and it helps them understand things better. So, number one, start with your outline first. Number two, include all links and references. Number three, use headings for hierarchy. Number four, represent your content with summaries. Number five, insert illustrations for appeal and understanding. And number six, write an excerpt. This, the excerpt would be, well, you've already written summaries of your content through the sentences that you have. An excerpt then would be a summary of your summaries. It's a concise summary of everything you talked about. And this is, uh, look at the, the first paragraph in newspapers. It tells you like the core stuff of the story right in that first paragraph, maybe even in that first sentence. They call this front-loading your content. And it tells you everything right away. And then as you read on, you get more and more details, though, about what you already read about. Write your excerpt like that. Tell them the core of everything you said. Well, not necessarily everything, but a very concise summary of your content as an excerpt. And I do recommend having excerpts on your front page, not full posts, because it's a lot easier to browse through excerpts and people can get a better idea of whether they want to click through and listen to your episode or read your show notes from just an excerpt. Keep your excerpt to fewer than 
160 characters. That way you can use it also as your search engine optimized description field. Many plugins, search engine optimization SEO plugins, or several SEO themes like thesis, standard theme, or genesis have this built in an extra description field. And it's best to keep that description to fewer than 160 characters. This shows up when you search for your website on Google and you find that post. This description will show up underneath your page title. You can expand that description a little bit when you actually put it in the WordPress excerpt box, but try and keep it to fewer than 160 characters. And this should be where you answer the question, why should I read this? Or why should I listen to it? this? And what will I get from this content? Your excerpt should answer that question. So number one, start with your outline first. Number two, include all links and references. Number three, use headings for hierarchy. Number four, represent your content with summaries. Number five, insert illustrations for appeal and understanding. Number six, write an excerpt and carrying right along with talking about excerpts. Number seven, don't repeat yourself in your show notes, that is. (laughs) You'll notice that I'm repeating myself in audio. That's because you can't easily just go back and get exactly what you need. It's best to repeat yourself in audio. But in your show notes, don't repeat yourself, especially in your first paragraph. Here's what I mean. And this is where I get a little bit more opinionated. Starting your show notes with, in this episode, is about the worst place, or the worst thing that you could do to start your show notes. And I think it wastes valuable space, it looks bad, and you're saying something that should be obvious. Because when you have show notes with a podcast, well, it's obvious that the show notes go with that podcast episode. So you don't really have to say in this episode. You could just say, we talk about this. Or what I suggest even better is write a sentence that covers your content without saying we talk about or in this episode or anything like that. It's really an introduction to the introduction. You don't need an introduction to the introduction. It's I love this, uh, some chat room, support chat room I went in the other day. When you go in, the first thing it tells you is it says, don't ask to ask your question. Just ask. And you've seen this, or maybe you've done it before. You say to people, hey, can I ask a question? Yes, you can ask a question. Okay, how do I fix this? Well, you just ask two questions. You asked only for... It's it's a frustrating thing, and it's like an introduction to the introduction, which is totally redundant there and unnecessarily so. So skip the introduction to the introduction and just jump right in with your sentence. There are things like that you shouldn't repeat, like your show title or your episode title or your episode number, or maybe even don't repeat the host names. I'll have a picture of this in the show notes. And the way that I did this, I made what you're going to see because it refers to the totally awesome podcast, but it's, I didn't want to point out the errors of any particular person, but I have seen stuff exactly like this. So when you look at the screenshot that's in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 49, you'll see 
where it shows uh, what what you shouldn't be doing stuff like they name their episode totally the totally awesome podcast episode one the totally awesome podcast episode two and so on and then in their show notes the way they start their show notes is in this episode of the totally awesome podcast bob and jim discuss the following news items and then they list their news items well if you start your show notes with that every time and then you look at that in a program like itunes or any kind of other podcast catcher then you're going to see in this episode, in this episode, in this episode, in this episode, in this episode. All you're going to see is introductions to the introduction. You're not going to see anything about what that episode covers. So this is why it's really important. Please do not repeat yourself between episodes. Write your content. Be concise. Just cut the introduction to the introduction. Consider making a sentence out of the topics that you covered and make it a practice, a challenge for you to avoid saying in this episode or avoid mentioning your title. Maybe even just say what your title is in different words and put that in your show notes. It helps people. It looks nicer. It's easier to use because when they're looking through their iTunes trying to decide what episodes to listen to, if all they see is in this episode, it's not going to help them at all. So don't repeat yourself, please. So number one, start with your outline first. Number two, include all links and references. Number three, use headings for hierarchy. Number four, represent your content with summaries. Number five, insert illustrations for appeal and understanding. Number six, write an excerpt. Number seven, don't repeat yourself. Number eight, make your show notes easy to get to. I've talked about this before in a past episode of the Audacity to Podcast is that uh, it was back in episode, if you go to the Audacity to Podcast.com slash, uh, which one was it? No, it wasn't show notes slash 21, the Audacity to Podcast.com slash 21. I talked about making show note URLs for search engine optimization. And then in episode 24, I talked about specifically how you make your show notes easy to get to. And that is the easiest way is in the podcast. And you hear me do this all of the time. I say for the show notes, go to the audacity to podcast.com slash 49. It's really easy and it's easy for you to get to it. Let's take the case of the Totally Awesome Podcast, which isn't really awesome, and they might say something like, go to the thetotallyawesomepodcast.com and search for the show notes to episode 24. Well, that is asking people to do hard work that you could make easy for them by using your short URLs or making shortcuts to your URLs, to your podcast show notes. And again, listen to episode 24 at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 24 so that you can get more information on how to do that. And that will help people greatly with your show notes, make it easy for people to get to your show notes. Because you might think, well, if they go to the thetotallyawesomepodcast.com, they're going to see the show notes right there on the page. That's true. Until you release your next episode. Or what if they're listening to your episode a few weeks late? What if they're listening to your episode a year late? 
and they go to your page and they can't find it. They try and search for 24 and well, 24 doesn't show up anything. Or maybe you have a podcast about the, the TV series 24 and then you search for 24 and it shows up everything. Make it easy for them to get to. So check out episode 24 of the Audacity to Podcast. So let's go through this list again. Start your outline. Start with your outline first. Include all links and references. Number three, use headings for hierarchy. Number four, represent your content with summaries. Number five, insert illustrations for appeal and understanding. Number six, write an excerpt. Number seven, please don't repeat yourself. Number eight, make your show notes easy to get to. And number nine, remind listeners how to connect and respond with feedback. Podcasting is social media, and the social part of that is what makes podcasting what it is and how much it's thriving right now. So you hear me always talk about passion, organization, and dialogue. The dialogue is with your listeners, with your audience, creating a community with your listeners. And your show notes need to be a place where you remind them how to connect with you. You should be doing this in your episode as well. But in your show notes, make sure you include it there. You might include this stuff in the sidebar of your website. But the problem is the sidebar isn't your show notes. In order for people to see that sidebar, they have to be on your website. What if they're looking at the show notes that were embedded inside of their iPod? What if they're looking at the show notes through your email newsletter? What if they're looking at the show notes through their RSS reader, like Google Reader? They're not going to see your sidebar. The only place they see your sidebar is on your website. So put it in your post, and it's even more contextually relevant to put it in your post. So three sets of information that you should include. You should include following links, subscribe links, and feedback options. So your follow links would be stuff like your Twitter, Facebook, or Google Plus presences, either for yourself personally, if you want to do that, or for the official presence of the show. Like maybe your show has a Facebook page, link to that. Maybe your show has a Twitter account, link to that. And put these things in every episode. Once you put it in the first time, just copy and paste it from there on and you're good. That's what I do. I just copy and paste from the last episode into the next episode. I occasionally tweak things. Then include your subscribe links. So stuff about subscribing in iTunes or the RSS feed, or maybe you have an email newsletter, include a subscribe link for them so they can click on that and jump over to those services to subscribe. And then include feedback options, your phone number and the email address. You've heard me say it many times before, do not do that thing of contact at sign, the the really weird, hard to read, hard to copy and paste stuff of putting your email address in there that's so cryptic that no human being would want to email you after seeing it. Yes, I'm very opinionated on that. Use Cryptex, please. It will make it easier. Encrypt your email address, all of that. I've talked about this many times before. Put your phone number, though, and email address there in the post, and that makes it much easier for people to get. In fact, you could even consider putting your phone number and email address in the excerpt for your post so that no matter where people are listening, even if they only get the excerpt from your posts, they will then see your phone number 
an email address to send you feedback. You might have other ways too that they can send feedback. Include those too. So you want to include all of these things at the end of your show notes. Don't put it in a paragraph, but you could just put these in a bullet point list of Facebook, Twitter, Google+, iTunes, RSS, email newsletter, all of that. And you could even divide it up saying, follow me here, subscribe here, leave feedback here, and then list those things. That's very similar to how I do it. So the list of things, nine steps to writing better podcast show notes. Number one, start with your outline first. Number two, include all links and references. Number three, use headings for hierarchy. Number four, represent your content with summaries. Number five, insert illustrations for appeal and understanding. Number six, write an excerpt. Number seven, don't repeat yourself. Number eight, make your show notes easy to get to. And number nine, remind listeners how to connect and respond with feedback. All of these and the links that I mentioned will be in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 49. Now, I thought it was interesting that while I was working on these show notes, I took a little break and I went over to my feeder, feed reader, which is Feedly, works with Google Reader. And I saw a post from Mashable. And Mashable's post was seven best practices for improving your website's usability. And what amazed me is even though I'd come almost completely written the show notes for my podcast, they share much of the same stuff. There's seven points and you can check out the link. I'll have the link in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 49. Their seven items are keep content as concise as possible, use headings to break up long articles, help readers scan your web pages quickly, use bulleted lists and text formatting, give text blocks and sufficient space give text blocks sufficient spacing, make hyperlinked text user-friendly, and use visuals strategically. It's a great article. I suggest you also go over there and read it, and I'll have the link to that in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 49. As I record this live Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time over at noodle.mx slash live. By the way, check us out. There are several people in the chat room and they're, they're wondering, is this really live? Yes, it's really live. Now, I want to share with you, after these nine things, these nine steps you could do to get the show notes the best way that they can, let me tell you seven benefits of having good show notes. Having good show notes, number one, makes your content accessible and more consumable because if you release a podcast episode and you say, oh, check out this website, check out that website, go here, do this, do that. There's this hilarious video, all of that. And then people go to your show notes and they see nothing. They just see episode 24 with Bob and Jim. That's not very accessible. That's not accessible at all. (laughs) And it's not very consumable either. So having good show notes makes your content accessible and more consumable. Number two, provides the resources your listeners want. Those links, the things that you mentioned, the pictures, the videos, they want to see those things probably. And your show notes are the best place to do that. In fact, this even opens up the opportunity 
for you to make some money. If you mention a product, put the link to that product in your show notes and use an affiliate link. There's nothing unethical about this unless you're trying to disguise it. But be sure you give some kind of disclaimer saying these links are affiliate links and I financially benefit if you purchase through them. But people won't mind. And in fact, many people will be very interested to check out the resources that you mentioned. If you start talking about a particular book and you're just saying, oh, this book is absolutely wonderful. It challenged me so much. I grew so much by reading it and it helped me realize some things I never knew. Link to that book and people will check out your link. And if you use a a service that gives you an affiliate link with that, then you can maybe make some money from people buying that book, still saving money. It doesn't cost them anything extra, but you're then having the ability to make money from your show notes. Number three, having good show notes draws listeners back to your website, which is your internet home. And this is where you want people to go. You don't want them going to Facebook because Facebook changes all the time. It's very easy to get lost in the flow of things on Facebook. You don't want them going to Twitter because you might be tweeting about what you're having for lunch instead of talking about your content that you share in your podcast. Have them go back to your website where they can get the stuff for your podcast and they can make it easy to share with other people. Number four, having good show notes cross-promotes your other content because in your show notes, you could say that you you could link to your other content with certain plugins like related posts there's this one yet another related post plugin that I'm currently using right now it's called yarp yet another related post and it's really good and you can also just in the text in the context of your episode you could say a few episodes ago I talked about this link that to that episode so that no matter when people are going to your show notes, they're also referred to another podcast that episode that you did. And so you're cross-promoting your other content, whether it be past episodes or other podcasts that you do. And then also check out, uh, or also, <laughs> I was thinking about what cross-promoting does and how to say that. Uh, number five, having good show notes increases the life of your content. Because having your content on the web in readable form makes it searchable and all of this stuff, it makes it easy for people to get to to consume whenever they want and however quickly they want. See, if you share a link, a really great link inside your 30-minute podcast episode, someone might have to listen to your episode for a full 30 minutes before they can find that link they're not going to want to do that. But if you have that link in your show notes, they might just remember, um, uh, he mentioned in like episode 20, I think, or somewhere around there, he mentioned this link. I really wanted to check that out. They go to the show notes any time of the year, 24-7. They don't have to spend half an hour listening to your podcast to find that link. They just go to your, their show, your show notes and they'll find the link right there. Number six, having good show notes encourages listeners to respond because it's a place, another place where your content lives. 
and they can respond right there. They can respond to specific points. They can see what you talked about, so they can respond to that. They can say, well, in point seven, you said this, and I think this. And it's really easy for them to then respond and interact with you because you're pointing them back to your home. And number seven, having good show notes improves your findability with search engines and even within your site. If you have a podcast that talks about Apple products, your title and your website might be kind of searchable, but what would be more searchable and loved by Google is the content within your episode. So if you're talking about the iPhone, the iPad, the iPod Touch, and all of this other stuff, and you're mentioning all of those in your show notes, well, each time you mention those, it's helping your ranking a little bit more. Now, that, that doesn't mean don't spam your show notes with all of this stuff like iPhone, 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 iPhone. No, don't do that. But it is a way that when you make this readable for humans, Google is, is turning into a human, kind of. They're making Google respond more human-like. So the more human-friendly your content the more Google-friendly it will be as well. Focus on your listeners first, then Google. Or maybe not even think about Google all that much. Well, you should. So the seven benefits, just to review those again. Having good show notes makes your content accessible and more consumable. Number two, provides the resources your listeners want. Gives you also the opportunity for making money through affiliate links. Number three, draws listeners back to your website, your internet home. Number four, cross-promotes your other content. Number five, increases the life of your content. Number six, encourages listeners to respond. And number seven, improves your findability with search engines and within your site. So when people are trying to remember when you mention something, they can search for it on your site and they'll find it more easily if it's in your show notes. So I hope this has been beneficial for you in learning ways that you can write better podcast show notes and why you should do this. I'd love to hear from you, your feedback on these items, these seven steps and the the nine steps and the seven benefits. And if you have anything to add to these or any experience that you want to share, I'd love to hear from you. You can leave a comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 49. You can also email feedback at noodle.mx or call 859-353-4332 and share your ideas, your questions, your comments on this or any other content that I've shared and just anything in general that you'd like to know about podcasting or Audacity, you can ask that through those means. Again, show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 49. Email feedback at noodle.mx or call 859-353-4332. I've been recently working with Livestream again, trying to figure out the Livestream player and the issue that I was having. And if you look at noodle.mx, you'll notice the Livestream player has been removed. And you know that I got upset a while back when they I discovered that they were pushing a sexually driven alcohol ad to my channel, which is supposed to be a G-rated channel, thus appropriate for children. And they they told me, I had this 
back and forth, this long back and forth with them. And they said, well, if you'll verify your channel, then it helps verify all of this meta settings that you add and things. And one of those settings is the rating of the channel, GPG, PG-13, whatever. So I went through this process, verified the channel, and then tried them again. I tried them a couple weeks ago when I hosted my Clean Comedy Podcast over at cleancomedypodcast.com or theramanoodle.com. It's the same website. And it seemed to be okay. Livestream has a great service. However, I found out that even after verifying my channel, after going through this whole process and even fighting with them back and forth because they were like, you have no content on your channel. And I told them, I won't put content on my channel until I get it verified. And they're like, we can't verify until you have content on your channel. So it was a catch-22, but I just finally told them, look, I want to verify it so that I can get these ads off my channel and make sure my channel is a G-rated channel. I will not use Livestream until I can have my channel verified. And I sent that to them, so they finally let me verify the channel. And then we do this podcast episode a couple weeks ago, and I asked one of the people who was in the room with us in the studio watching live, but he had the live player up on his screen. I asked him, or I mentioned something about an ad, and he said, oh, you mean the the such and such ad? And he saw it after I'd verified my channel. So I sent another email to Livestream and I asked them about this and they said, well, can you send us some screenshots? So here's what I did. I took my live page. I refreshed it 10 times. Actually, I loaded it 10 times, I guess. I loaded it 10 times so that it gave them 10 opportunities to display a different ad. And of those 10 times, all 10 times, They pushed an alcohol ad to my G-rated channel, which is supposed to be appropriate for children. Of those 10 times, six of those were, or four of those were sexually driven ads. Three of them were punk driven. It has some punk in it, flipping a tire. Two of them were general, and one of them was a kind of pick which ad you want to watch thing. But all 10 of them were for this alcohol on a channel that is supposed to be appropriate for children. And that's it. I'm, I'm done with them. No matter how good their service is, unless they can fix this and fix the way that they are pushing ads out to their channels, I will not use them. I will not recommend them. And in fact, if you'll watch the audacitypodcast.com pretty soon, I will have a blog post recommending that others do not use live stream until they get this issue figured out. And the reason why they're having this problem is that my podcast, my other podcast, The Ramen Noodle, is a comedy podcast. And so it's tagged as comedy in their system. And they figure, well, people who like comedy probably like alcohol too. That makes sense, yes. But it still pushed that ad while ignoring the fact that I had my channel rated as G and completely ignored that. So that makes me wonder, what about other things? If I have a channel that is tagged for movies and they ignore the rating of my channel, are they going to push inappropriate movie trailers to a channel that's supposed to be acceptable for children to view? I don't want to take that chance anymore since my podcast is a clean podcast network. I'm not taking that chance 
and you might uh, you you very well might have varying opinions on this but i think we can all agree it is totally inappropriate to push sexually driven ads for alcohol to a channel that's supposed to be for children imagine putting that on the disney channel while your kids are watching spongebob or whoever releases spongebob would you want your kids saying that no probably not so that's my little rant there and I am not using live stream ever until they fix this and can guarantee that's fixed. I am trying right now justin.tv through a complicated system that I finally got it to work for myself and it will be simplified, I hope. But that's what I'm trying for now. Well, I've gone on long enough and it's time to wrap up this episode. So make sure that you check out the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 49 to get the links that I mentioned and get all of these things, like the list of these things, these nine steps to writing better podcast notes and the seven benefits of having good podcast show notes. So check that out at theaudacitytopodcast.com. And I would absolutely love to hear your feedback. So comment on the show notes, theaudacitypodcast.com slash 49, email feedback at noodle.mx, or call 859-353-4332. Please follow me on twitter.com slash theramennoodle. And if you go to theaudacitypodcast.com, you'll also see where you can sign up for a newsletter and get occasional podcasting tips. Check it out. Oh, and by the way, PodCamp Cincinnati, the social media conference is now open for registration. Check that out at podcampcincinnati.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue, and write some good show notes, please. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, The Ramen Noodle. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts with clean comedy, Christian movie reviews, with critical thinking, Christian worldview, and much more to come. Check it out at noodle.mx. That's the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Check it out at techpodcasts.com.